0: Hello friends and welcome back to the Tribal Brand Podcast. I am you, Winton. I hope everybody's having a fantastic three-day weekend. Ours is going pretty good up here in the Pacific Northwest. Weather's not too hot, not too cold, a little bit muggy. But we don't like it up here in the 90s. No, sir, we don't. I don't care what anybody else says. That's too fucking hot. If you know what I'm saying. Don't like it like that. Like it like be. 80 degrees, man. 80 degrees at the max. It's okay. 75 is perfect. A little crisp in the morning when you get up, have to throw on a long sleeve shirt. You know, an extra layer. That's the best time of year around here for me. I love it. I know our weather up here is a lot better than what's going on down there in the state of Florida. Yeah, they're getting a little bit freaked out, man. It's coming. Dorian is a coming. Now, is. Dorian, a he or a she? I'm not very clear on that. But what they have down there is some kind of crazy, crazy hurricane coming. They're not sure whether it's going to blast right through the middle of the state or hit the coast and head right straight up north on the east coast. And if that happens, there's going to be all kinds of trouble going on. And I saw on CNN News the other night where you could go up the street and grab 10 bags of sand. They had the uh, jail workers, or I should say the trustees, fill in your bag of sand. And you get 10 bags, man. What's 10 bags going to really do? If you got two feet of water coming through your door, how's 10 bags going to do anything? Now, I lived in Florida for five years through the mid-90s, and uh, you can just go in your backyard and get a bag of sand, man. Florida's one big... Sandbar, dude. Yeah. Or you can even go down to the beach and get all the sand you want. But will you get arrested for that? You might get arrested like the two people over there in Greece that were arrested for taking sand off the beach and they were going to bring it home. They said they were going to make souvenirs. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I bet you were. So they got in trouble. They got arrested. They're facing like six years in prison. Now, I'm with most people on that. I don't think it's a big deal to take a bucket of sand. whoop de doo Who said it's your sand anyway? Who who gave you the right to say that that's our sand? You can't have that. The sand is the earth, man. The earth does not belong to us, no. But why can't we take a little bucket of sand? It's not a big deal in my mind. Now they're searching for sand down there in Florida. They're looking for sand that they can use. To keep that water from coming in their house, man. There's something going on with my microphone here. I'm not really sure. But I'm going to try to power through this and make sure it uh, comes to you guys okay. Seems like the reverb or something in my microphone is acting kind of funny, so I apologize. But my point is this. If you really need to get some sand, man, just head out your back door and get it. If you're down in Florida... Don't worry about driving all the way up the road and waiting in line to get your little 10 bags of sand, man. Just go in your backyard or head on down to the beach. Because if the hurricane hits, it's going to mess that beach up anyway. Nobody's going to notice if you take a couple of bags of sand, man. Just be careful. Do not mess with the turtle nests, okay? Now, I noticed on the Twitter the other day, people are raising cane with my half-brother, Johnny Depp, Okay? Yeah, he's not really my half brother, but he's my brother in arms, man. He's, he's a fellow alcoholic, and uh, you know he's a little bit of a renegade. Anyway, he did a commercial for Dior Sauvage perfume, all right, and it shows him walking down the river, and he is uh, just moseying along, and you have a woman who's watching him. Apparently, she's a Indian woman with a wolf head over her face. And she's watching him. And he's walking down the river. A little stream. And he bends down. He drinks some water. And he goes up onto this bank or rock or whatever. And starts playing a mean guitar. Just out of nowhere. Like. And then. There's an American Indian dancer. Okay. Now this guy is a true American Indian dancer. I get it all. I think it's just one of the stupidest commercials I ever did see. But. Bunch of Indians are up in arms. Mad at Johnny Depp. How could you do this, Johnny? What are you doing? Appropriate the American Indians again. Johnny, he's part Cherokee. But whatever. But let's look at the whole thing, man. Let's look at the whole picture. That young man who's doing the traditional dancing. He's American Indian. Isn't he kind of selling out? So... Let's not just put it all on Johnny here. Johnny probably needs the money after he, you know, he spends like $100,000 a month on wine or something. And that's insane. But it's not just him. The Indians are selling out right there too. So why don't we all just agree not to watch the commercial and not buy the perfume or cologne or whatever it is. It ain't no big deal, all right? Got people all over the Twitter Making fun of Johnny, putting pictures of him looking like a big sausage. Well, that's all fun and games and everything, but Johnny's probably broke ass right now, okay? what's the last time Johnny Depp did a movie that was worth watching? It's been a while. I watched a couple of those movies where he was a pirate of the Caribbean or whatever, you know. I watched his movies. I was a big fan of Johnny for a while, but man... He's kind of gone downhill. He's not really important. He's not anybody worth watching. Okay? So don't get all up in arms and get all bent out of shape. And start picking on Johnny Depp. He is Cherokee. You know, what, what do you figure is quantum anyway? Alright? I'm three quarters. whoop de doo You know, he might be half. He might be one quarter. He might be one-eighth. Who knows? But he's got some native in him. So... If he wants to do that, that's his choice, man. You got the other Indian dancing around. It's a beautiful dance. Don't get me wrong. It's wonderful, talented, traditional, I hope. But come on. You waste too much time. It's not going to affect anything. What it really does is brings more attention to it. Now people are going to probably want to try it. Say, hmm, I wonder if that smells good. I'm going to go ahead and go down there and buy some now. But the funny part of it is, is they're all making it look like a sausage. I wonder if it smells like sausage. I don't want to run around smelling like sausage. And I certainly don't want my wife walking around the store smelling like sausage. If you know what I'm saying. So apparently, sauvage means wild. Something wild. That's all cool. Now they're going to change the whole advertising and what have you for this perfume, or cologne, or whatever it is, but that's going to be imprinted on everybody's mind now. You're going to have that traditional dancer, you're going to have that woman who has a wolf mask over her face, and you're going to have Johnny Depp, strolling up a stream in the middle of the desert, playing a mean guitar, without electricity, man, how does he do that? It's one of the dumbest commercials I've ever seen, besides the fact that people are raising Cain about the exploitation of the American Indian again. It's been going on for hundreds of years, and it's going to continue to go on for hundreds of years until the end of time, or until we are completely forgotten and written out of the history books, and we are no longer American Indian I see pictures constantly of American Indian women with their children on the Twitter and their babies are blonde. Eventually it's going to all be watered down and we are no longer going to be in existence. It's going to take another couple hundred years, but it's, it's going to happen. And that's exactly what the government wanted to happen a couple hundred years ago. It's what they dreamed of the American Indian, to be dead and gone. The savage is gone. It's only a matter of time. I was driving by the Puyallup River the other day, and the pinks are running, man. The pinks, the pink salmon are running. And what you have now is what they call combat fishing. Yeah. That's where you get the white man lined up all along the riverbank, maybe Five, six, seven feet separating each one of them, and they're all fishing, combat fishing. Imagine catching a salmon, a pink salmon by the way, which I'm going to venture to say half of them are probably just thrown away because a pink salmon isn't any good to eat unless you smoke it or can it, and then uh, it's still not that great. It's pink, it's soft, it's mushy. It's pink salmon, also known as a humpy. Anyway, the combat fishermen are going crazy down there. Every time they hook a fish, it gets tangled up in somebody else's line. and what kind of fun is that? That doesn't sound like any fun. The reason I don't fish is because I don't really like fish that much. I'm not going to kill it unless I'm going to eat it. You see all these people on television or over in Africa or whatever in the ads, and they're killing all these animals for what? For what? Why do you do it? It's like that poor dead rabbit I saw in the store the other day, all frozen. And I was brought back to when I was a young lad up there in Bellingham, when Eugene Reed made us raise our own rabbits so he could butcher them. And my rabbit was black, and my sister's was a grayish color. And he said, okay, it's time to, uh, they're they're raised now, it's time to take care of it. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? And this idiot... Eugene hung these rabbits upside down by their feet from a doorway. It was in the hallway from the kitchen to the dining room. I remember it just like it was yesterday. Just like yesterday. He hung these rabbits up by their hind feet. They are thrashing around. He smacked it on the back of the head, killed it, and he cut its throat right there in front of me. I'm six or seven or eight years old. I can't recall, but I was very, very young. And that had an effect on me. Like, what? You're going to have me raise these animals and call them my pets, my buddies, my friends. And then you're going to murder them right in front of me. Wow. These are the people that raised me. And these are the people I'm supposed to look up to. Hmm. And then later that evening, my mom had cooked them up. They roasted the rabbit. Put it in the oven and roasted it. And we all sat down at the table. I'm looking at my poor rabbit. I'm thinking, I'm... I'm not eating that. I am not going to eat that. So they proceed to dish me up, give me a big old thigh and a leg of a rabbit with some potatoes and carrots or what have you. And I'm looking at it. And I'm looking at it. And I'm sitting there. And I'm looking at it. I'm not going to eat it. Eat your rabbit. No, I'm not eating that. If you don't eat your dinner, you're going to go to bed. Good night. I'll go to bed. And they made me sit there for an hour at least, trying to make me eat that rabbit. My buddy, my friend. I mean, they just opened a McDonald's a block down the street, man. We don't have to butcher our own food to live. What's wrong with you people? What's wrong with you guys? That was my friend. So, anyway, I didn't eat the rabbit. I went to bed. And that had a an effect on me all throughout life. There were some times when I went hunting, I killed a couple deer in my life, and I felt really, really bad. I felt extremely bad for this animal. Yeah, I ate some of it, but I didn't need to kill that. It was just what I did. It was I was part of the family. That's what the family did. Went and killed animals. That wasn't the only time he butchered an animal in front of me. He did it with a cow, too. Raised a cow when I was in middle school raised this cow, and he murdered the cow right in front of me. I don't know why it was such a a big deal to raise these animals and then kill them. I just didn't see the point in it. So, I don't do that. That's not my thing. It's never going to be my thing, and it won't be any of my kids' things or my grandkids' things. I think that's retarded. Now I could see it if you was a farmer, if you lived on a farm and that's how you did it and that's the way you were raised doing it. But that wasn't how I was raised, man. So it's not my thing. So I don't know why they felt the need to shove that onto me like that's going to be my thing, man. It's not. It's like vaping. How about these fucktards that are vaping that have asthma? They had a little thing on CNN. You know, I watch a lot of news. It's just my thing. And these people that are catching some kind of lung disease or lung virus from vaping and they said yeah it's especially hard on those people who have asthma and vape are you fucking kidding me you're going to have asthma and you're going to vape you're going to know that this is going to affect you and could kill you you're going to go ahead and do it anyway that's like somebody handed me a bottle of vodka and saying yeah that, that might have a a little bit more of a severe effect on him than you, per se, because you're not an alcoholic, but he is. So that, that might have a little bit of an effect on him. Yeah, so you might want to watch that. Then you have the manufacturers of these vapes saying, oh yeah, it's it's safe. It's completely safe. It's not going to hurt anybody. Everybody's fine. Don't worry about it. It's vapor. It's not smoke. We don't add all them bad chemicals and uh, carcinogens or whatever you call it into that. No, it's just a hot steam vapor. Yeah, hot steam. It's like 150, 160, 180 degrees when it hits your throat. No, it's okay. It's safe. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, have another. And I'll be driving down the highway and these people have their windows open and a big old puff of vapor comes out. It's like, damn, is that smoke? No, it's vapor. It's vapor. Now, you got to admit, it looks kind of cool. So now you have all these young teenagers saying, man, that looks cool. I'm going to do that. It's just another way of the tobacco companies making money. It's all nicotine, okay? It's all nicotine. That's what gets you hooked. So, these tobacco growers, they have all the tobacco, which has the nicotine. So what do they do? They make these little smoker-type things that's ran by a battery that superheats the liquid that you inhale into your lungs. Now, that doesn't sound very safe to me. If I'm going to be doing that, I might as well go down and buy me a pack Marlboro. I might as well smoke me some cigarettes. If you're going to be a smoker, be a smoker. But don't be a pretender. That's pretending, man. That's not smoking. Go buy a real pack of cigarettes. I remember my sister got caught smoking when she was probably 11, maybe 12. And Eugene made her smoke for hours and hours and hours. And he smoked those Chesterfields. Those are like those cigarette cigar type things. And she sat there and smoked and smoked and smoked. Finally, after a couple, three, four hours, she was looking a little peaked, a little green around the gills, as they say. She gave it a good try, a good effort, but this didn't make her quit smoking. This just made her even more indignant about it this is what happens when you're raised around cigarettes and cursing and all that bullshit you just do you become a product of your environment and that's the way it was that's the way it was in our house we became smokers and drinkers and little thieves and cursing and that's the way it is that's the way it was every once in a while you get somebody who doesn't follow in those footsteps somebody that's a little better than that but not in my family Oh no no no! We became absolute products of our environment. In fact, it wasn't much longer after that the melody talked me into smoking a couple cigarettes, cause she knew that if she got me to smoke, and I ratted her out, then she could say, "Now nah, he smokes too." Yeah, I smoked two cigarettes in a row, and I was so sick I was puking, and I turned white, and I went home, and I was laying on the chair. Cross the chair, just laying there watching TV, just sicker than hell. Mom's like, what's wrong with you? What's the matter? I'm like, oh, I just don't feel good. Oh, you better go to bed then. You better go lay down. Okay. Needless to say, I didn't smoke for a while, but I started up. Yeah. I followed in them footsteps. I became a smoker, full-time smoker when I'm 14 years old, all the way until I'm like 47 years old. That's a long time to smoke cigs. But you guys heard the story about how I quit. Yeah. The only thing I can suggest about vaping and cigarettes is just don't do it. You don't want to do it. It's bad for you. Very unhealthy. It doesn't matter if it's a vapor or if it's smoke. It cannot be good for you. Next time you see somebody smoking on a cigarette, they look like fucktards, man. My foster mother said to me one time, she goes, why do you smoke cigarettes? Don't you think you look funny? You look funny. You never see an animal do that. didn't make any sense then, but now it does. The human animal is the only stupidest animal on the planet. Anyway, so we're getting into the Seattle Seahawks season. Pretty stoked up. Our defense is going to be awesome. We got Clowney now, so we should be the top five defense in the league this year. That's my prediction. We're going to go ahead and win it all. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Anyway, that's my hope. All you people out there, I hope you have a great week. I am you, Winton. Peace.